Welcome to the Fantasy Blink, a daily podcast where we talk all sports, fantasy, and real. I am Brian Baines. He is Quintus Maximus. It is February 3rd, Thursday, episode number 451. Good morning, Mr. Maximus. Good morning, Mr. Kamish. How are you doing? Excellent. Excellent. Right side of the week. That's right. The week. Yeah. Headed down, headed down into the weekend. Absolutely. Nothing uh, to look forward to in terms of fo- Oh, wait a minute. We've got the Pro Bowl this weekend, right? So, <laughs> saying is... Senior Bowl? I don't know. I don't know, man. Sure. This is the worst time of the year. It's over. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, we got Olympics. I think the Olympics are starting up. They started last night, actually. Oh. Nice. Happening. Or today, or something. I mean, right it's on. hard. Where, where, where are the Olympics? Is it I, uh, China? It's in China, right? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. yeah. So yesterday is today. Is tomorrow is next week. And so basically, Friday. they're over already. Good luck figuring out. You know, <laughs> so what happens when somebody's doing something in the Olympics? But I'm sure I'll yeah. at some point on before you get to watch it, which is tough. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure is it that out. weird in the world? The technology can't say, hey, let's wait. Everyone gets to see it live. Yes. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Good Good luck with that when it's uh, across yeah. the world and yeah, we don't know when things are happening. So, yeah, we do know Hugh Jackson uh, piped in yesterday. <laughs> exactly. And I believe you called it on the blink. Watch out. This could uh, this could get ugly, you know, because when you start talking about, uh, you know, trying to lose – to get yeah. better better draft picks uh things things can come to light pretty quickly and i i don't think it's just going to be uh the african-american coaches that could cop to this no getting getting paid to uh to lose games but uh it's yeah. a bad look it's a bad look that uh, the first two to come forward are I mean, I, I kind of have to look at this from the other perspective we didn't talk about yesterday. I mean, shouldn't the coach know when it's time to lose for the betterment of the franchise? Isn't that part of your job, knowing how to, like, handle your team? How to, how to make your team better? Or I mean, bigger. when you're 2-14, and 14, <clears throat> shouldn't you decide, like, yeah, it's time to go for that number one pick? value for the franchise yeah yeah yes and yes and no i mean you know i understand from a competitive nature the, the yeah. way all of these guys operate let alone the, you know not just the coach but the players and <laughs> trying to uh, your players see right through you if you're making um making personnel decisions during a game <laughs> throwing in the third string quarterback or whatever 
right. having right. having the uh, middle linebacker do your kicking for you. Or well, yeah, you know, there we go. That would be good. That'd be good. Well, what real, about Coley? Real, real obvious stuff. Yeah. What about Coley? I mean, yeah. didn't he win out the last few games to like destroy their first round pick, and then he got and fired? Then got fired. <laughs> yeah. So what fired. are we doing here? Like, you can't. There's no. Uh, way, there's no way to win, right? You're gonna get fired if you lose because uh, the owner can say, well, look at your record. You know, I yeah. can't have this. And then you get fired when you win because the owner says, look at the record, man, you messed yeah. it up. We, we, we had that number one pick locked up and yeah, it's and the NFL doesn't want any of this, right? They don't no. want, uh, they, they don't want anybody questioning whether teams are trying their hardest or throwing games or, any of that so yeah so here we go Hugh Jackson says back in 2017 2018 he was also paid to yeah. lose so uh, well let me yeah. let me go back to something that I've said multiple times um and I think it comes down to the building of a franchise the number one or the top three picks sell turn out in the NFL okay yeah there's that being a bad team. Yeah, there's that. So, so being a bad team and getting the number one pick, and then woo, that's going to change your friend. I want to remind everyone. I think have had a top pick for like I don't know years. Well, yeah. I, Where's it gotten? Working? No, it's not working. <laughs> right. So maybe it doesn't necessarily you know, matter like, who you do. You do. I think you could do something like, like in the KFL, KFL how we do this, and let's say you have. You know, no. let's say you play through 10 games in the season, okay? Teams like you have teams that have one or two after 10 games. They go into their own bracket. Who are you calling, okay? who are you calling out and here? And then whoever. Who are you calling out here? Well, I, I, there's a few. talking about? What I, what I want, <laughs> no, what I really want is those teams then to battle. I feel like, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, right? You see what I mean? Exactly. So battle, yeah, battle. I just think there should be. be I just, com, com, battle for the top pick. Or, or for you, not even that. Yeah. There's a world where you trade that number to a team for like three third round picks. Those, Those guys, guys turn out. You know what I mean? Like second, third, trade, fourth, fifth round guys. Yeah. Sometimes if they get on the field, they have a better chance of becoming household names. Uh, so maybe, maybe there's that scenario. You know, to, what are we doing? We're trying to win games. We're trying to be competitive. Because it is in the NFL's best, keep it competitive. It also so, yeah. shows that it also shows that it comes down to uh, who's running your franchise, who's making the decisions on those draft picks, and yeah, um, maybe the people that are making the decisions, regardless of whether you have the first pick or the fifteenth pick or the you know don't have a first round pick at all. Uh, now, now that's another thing we could have a complete show on is would it be, I mean, in, in today's world, as we were just talking about with the Olympics and the technology and how that changes things. Nowadays, we go into the draft night and you have these guys up there that are the talking heads that, you know, Mel Kuyper and such. And they say, well, this guy here, Clavon Thibodeau is the number one player in the nation. He's the guy who should be picked. And what happens if like, I don't know, the Detroit Lions get a pick, let's go back to the draft that Russell Wilson was picked in third round, I believe, or high second round. And they, yeah. and 
out what what's happening uh whoa then you've seen it happen it happens every year these guys go i didn't have that guy on my board at all at this pick that guy ends up becoming like a leader of a franchise let's just say and these guys obviously have all this information and stats and they've been pushing the narrative that so-and-so guys are top five picks and usually as we know when they get top five they don't turn out you know yeah so so i I think there's a whole thing that needs to change teams also get pushed into picking uh positions of need rather than the best uh the best talent on the board at that point as well yeah (laughs) you know the reach for the quarterback uh has messed up more franchises (laughs) oh man i know i mean look at probably anything else right Right, exactly. I mean, let's talk about that. Texans this year, who, by the way, in my opinion, have a service fell quarterback in Davis Mills, will go into the draft thinking, we just need to get that next best quarterback. When maybe an offensive lineman instantly helps them win three more games this year. I mean, that's yeah. that, I yeah, think, is maybe, what we Maybe Davis see. Mills... Yeah, Davis Mills is able to stay upright a little bit longer and do even more than he did, which he, like you say, he was, if you look at the numbers, the stats, he didn't win a ton of games, but, uh, but he performed pretty well. Right. And kept them in games, didn't make a ton of mistakes and, and uh, the yardage was there. Not, not a lot of touchdowns. Right. But uh, yeah. But look at Heineke. I mean, look at some of these guys that came in. I mean, even just for fun, one game, Mike White for the Jets. I mean, imagine a world where they didn't have a top five draft pick to actually play in the NFL. I keep going back to guys like Colt Brennan, who literally never got a chance in the NFL. Uh, look at guys like uh, Kellen Moore, right? Kellen Moore, yeah, the yeah. offensive yeah. coordinator for the Cowboys. Those two guys are still, I believe, the top passing quarterbacks in all of college football history. They never got a chance in the NFL. Well, why yeah. not? Oh, well, they fell to like the third or fourth round. Oh, they're not worth starting. Yeah, I wonder about this. Why not like get those offensive linemen, get the wide receiver help, get the running back help, get the defensive help. And then maybe you're like not top draft pick quarterback can actually win you five, six, seven games and make you a competitive team. And you build on that. It's a legitimate argument for sure. Let's get into wide receivers. Uh, I broke mm-hmm. these down. Uh, mainly, I only did – I only statted out the top 12 so we can kind of okay. get through those. And then after that, I, it's just names, right? All right. Thir- All right. 13, from 13 to 36, it's just names. And then uh, and then I did some guys that were duds that you maybe expect more out of. Uh, kind of a little bit covered that in our in our studs and duds or our duds right. our who crapped your team episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, a while back but uh but and some of those names will be repeats and some of them will be oh yeah think, oh, i yeah. didn't even think about didn't consider that guy but number one starting at the top number one this was unbelievable when you break down these numbers cooper cup of course obviously is our number one guy he averaged and again I break these down by average points per game played. So if there were injuries, if there were suspensions, if there were any of any hijinks going on that caused these guys to miss games, that did not factor in to the ranking. It was only when they were on the field, which is, you know, from a fantasy perspective, uh, a, maybe a better way of looking at it, because if a guy is hurt, you didn't have him in your lineup, you didn't have him in your roster, he didn't hurt right. your team. 
right? right. In, in in a way, in that week. Now, maybe he hurt your team over the season by not being on the field, but yeah. when he was in your lineup, he this is how he performed for you. So uh, this number is unbelievable. Cooper Cup averaged his average score per week in fantasy was twenty nine point three points every week. Wow. <laughs> Every week he had no. That's had and that's zero dud scoring, right? Yeah, yeah. He had zero dud scoring, right? zero. Yep. So, so yeah. Wow. So he was never under ten points per week for the entire season. He had sixty percent of his games were what you would call boom games, over twenty points. Sixty percent. He was a super stud. That's amazing. He was on the field, and this one, this one uh, stands out. He was on the field ninety-four percent of the snaps, which tells you uh, not only is he out there to catch the ball, but obviously he's out there to block too. And, yep. and just ninety-four, eight and a half receptions per week, a hundred and fourteen yards, one hundred fourteen point five yards per week. He was zero point nine touchdowns, so almost a touchdown a week. Uh, that was on eleven point two targets. Per week, he had a seventy-five point nine percent catch rate. That's pretty good. He caught, he caught seventy seventy-five point nine percent of the, the passes thrown to him. And this tells me he runs yards. good routes. This tells yeah. me his routes yeah. are good. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> and Stafford loves him thirteen point yeah. four yards per reception, and yeah, and I, as I said, that twenty-nine point three fantasy points per game, and he was uh, far and away your number one, number two. Uh, and just to show the drop off, Devontae Adams, 24.3 fantasy points per week. He was only on the field 80, only on the field 82% of the time. Had 7.7 <laughs> receptions per week, uh, 97 yards per week, uh, 0.7 touchdowns, uh, 10.6 targets. A lot of targets there. He was uh, right there, just just below cup on targets. Uh, seventy-two point eight percent catch rate, so uh, below cup there. Twelve point yards, twelve point six yards per catch for Devonte Adams. So uh, we will see. You know, Adams could drop off greatly moving forward, depending on how how the whole situation yeah. works out. Cup, uh, you know, Cooper Cup, I like moving forward. Uh, there's no reason the yeah. way he was used this year. Granted, granted, Robert Woods will be back at some point next year the questions with will, will obj be back you know waters things down a little bit but um it didn't seem to matter cooper cup was stafford's guy period yeah yeah exactly. every week it's, they have good when chemistry time, when times were good he used him and when times were bad and they were trying to catch up he used him uh he just yeah. you know it, it was everywhere so number three uh no big surprise debo samuel Wow. He was at uh, 23.8 points per game, fantasy-wise, 81% of the snaps. Uh, this is a big one. It drops off quite a bit, only yep. 4.8 receptions per week. Right. That's crazy so to think that, what right? What he did with it, right? So 87.8 yards per week, uh, 0.4 touchdowns, uh, 7.5 targets. He only caught 64.2%. But, but look at this one, the yards per catch, 18 points three yards per catch so when makes you wonder if they used him if they like had a passing game you know yeah and this is not factoring any of his running stuff which they figured out in the second half of the season hey if we can't and maybe this was a jimmy g issue right if if jimmy can't get him the ball 
yeah. uh, passing it to him, then we'll just hand it off. You know, we're going like, to, he, uh, he has, he has to have the ball in his hands. And I didn't factor in any of the, the rushing stuff here. I think it's a Shanahan issue. And I think that when the brass says, Hey, we've got a real star here. Can we use him? And Shanahan's like, but all I want. Oh, then they're like, well then let him run the ball. Okay. Oh yeah. We'll oh, just, we'll just let him do it. And they did have, they did have a, uh, uh, you kind of saw Debo come out a little bit uh, when Elijah Mitchell was dinged up. They were kind of shuffling guys around. Jeff Wilson was trying to come back from injury. They didn't really have that go-to running back, and they're like, well, you know, I guess yeah. we could just have Debo do it. Uh, he could do uh, everything else. So yeah, um, yeah, valuable. And, 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 and yep, and then moving forward, as long as he can stay healthy, uh, and that was the key this year. He only missed one game. So yeah. if you can keep Debo on the field, man, the the sky's the limit for him. Justin Jefferson came in at number four nice. uh, at 22, 22 fantasy points per game. He was on the field 89% of the time, 6.4 receptions per game, 95.1 yards. He was uh, over a half a touchdown a game at 0.6, 9.8 yards per target. No, sorry, 9.8 targets per yeah, game. Yeah, there you go. Caught. Caught sixty four point seven percent, so he was yeah. down there, down there in the Debo range. Uh, but some of that has to do with we saw some of the passes that Kirk Cousins was throwing yeah. to him, right? Uh, and fifteen yards per catch for Man. Justin Jefferson, right? So uh, big numbers there. Jamar Chase, number five, the rookie, wow. rookie yeah, of the year. Wow. What do you think? Uh, who would who would get it ahead of him? Is there uh... anyone? I don't see it. I haven't looked at anything else, but you know, certainly, I, certainly no quarterbacks. Is it not Waddle? Uh, yeah, I, I I like Chase better than Waddle. Yeah, we're. I mean, those numbers so, we're going to look at touchdowns. But. Yeah, uh, Waddle's <laughs> yeah. not even going to be. Yeah, Waddle's number twenty-one on the list. So what? Uh, <clears throat> twenty-one overall. What? So. With fourteen to a hundred targets a game. What? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He had his he had his ups this. he had his ups and downs and he also had games without Tua and there was all yeah. kinds of Okay, okay. Yeah. Well what's so, a defensive uh, guy? I mean, are there any other guys for I mean, I don't know. Is there anybody that I don't know. I'll have to look at this. Like an, sounds like an episode in itself. Sounds uh, good. So Chase was eighty nine percent snap rate, uh four point eight reception, so not as high on the on the number of catches, eighty five point six yards, zero point eight touchdowns. So he was up there. Uh, mm-hmm. On the touchdown, the 7.5 targets, 63.3% catch rate. So that is uh, the lowest we've seen so far. 18 yards per catch, though. That is right up there in Debo country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're going to like this one. How about this one? Number six at 20.6 fantasy points per per game, Antonio Brown. Yep, exactly. And he, was doing a- that on, he was doing that on 47% of the snaps. Yeah, kind of six, six receptions, seventy-seven point nine yards, zero point six, so point six touchdowns per week, eight point nine <laughs> targets, uh, a sixty-seven percent catch rate at thirteen yards per catch. Now, this is the first guy that you've mentioned that isn't the number one or number two receiver on his team. No, no, <laughs> and he and he finished per game played as the yeah. number one guy on that team. And this is the guy that, um, yeah. I, I mean, and, pro- and, pro- and probably done, and probably done. So, we probably won't see him again. 
So, okay. So, okay. Let me make, let me make the argument here for if you take that number into uh, your next job interview, right. For Antonio yeah. Brown, yeah. you say, Hey, uh, just cause I'm in that mood this morning. Hey, Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I want to play for you. Um, You've got a new GM. You've got a new coach. (laughs) They'll never know. Patriots guys, right? Uh, Everything went well for us in New England when I was there. But what if if he, like, I mean, what if he stays on the field? Obviously, the age and the breakdown and the injury, yeah, we get it. That's what happens. That's why guys break down over 30 years old that have been tackled a thousand times in their life. Uh, I just think that, yeah, Antonio Brown obviously was a must-start when he was playing this year, and we all that had him hoped he We all that had him wished he could have been on the field every week. But, yeah, his, his numbers are great. Yeah. Still. Still, number six, number six, and number seven right behind him on the same team, 19.1 fantasy points per week. Chris Godwin. Mike Evans. Had, oh, wait, what? Had, a, had, a, had an 85%. We'll get there. It's not Mike Chris Evans? Godwin wait, had, come on. Chris Godwin had, was, was on the field 85% of snaps, uh, seven receptions per game, 78.8 yeah. yards, 0.4 touchdowns, 9.1 targets per week. There's and uh, and a cat and a catch rate of seventy six point six percent. So he is the highest the highest catch rate of anybody on our list here. Godwin uh, is so a in other stud. words, he doesn't, he, he doesn't drop the ball when you throw it to him. Eleven point three yeah. uh, yards per catch for Chris Godwin. So that's uh, a number six and number seven uh, for your number two overall overall quarterback. He's supported he's supported two top ten wide receivers. Number eight. At 18.8 points per week is Tyreek Hill. He was on the field 73% of the snaps, six and a half receptions, 72.9 yards, a half a touchdown a week, uh, 9.4 targets, catch rate of just just a hair under 70%, and 11.2 yards per catch. And I'd like to see, uh, actually, what were the air yards for his – uh, for his catches, how was was he catching it at right. three yard three yards down the field and running it, or was he catching it thirty yards down the field and running it? Yeah, you don't have yak averages there, don't, or any, don't have any yak. Okay. No, so, yeah. so here's the thing: I would have to ask, um, like with those numbers, number what eight? Is he number eight? eight? Number eight receiver. Do you think that's worth like trading a whole bunch of first round picks and uh, the future for? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it is. Oh no, asking for a friend. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I, I, you know, he, he's got Patrick Mahomes, so that's yeah. That, that's kind of what I was banking on as much as anything. Of course, yeah. that's going to last a while. He, he's going to yeah, at least a few years, right? These mid to late twenties. He's he's got time. But there's no uh, way that Tyreek Hill is ever under a top. I, I don't think so, right? I mean, yeah. he's got such a safe floor. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. Floor number, nine, num- number nine, 18.6 fantasy points per week, Deontay Johnson. Yeah. He was on the he's field 80, 84% of the time. He was on the field 6.7 receptions per game at 72.6 yards. He had a half a touchdown a game, uh, 10.6 targets. So let's see. Is anybody so he's tied Pretty with Devontae good. Adams yep. and just behind Cooper Cup for the most targets on this list? Uh, it, that's 16, an important thing, right? Yeah, it is, is opportunity very important, an important, very thing? important thing. <laughs> okay. uh, his catch rate, however, is tied for the lowest with Jamar Chase at 63.3. Yeah, it's going to get worse, though. Don't you know, worry. this has as been, we, though. As, 
as we go down the list, it'll get worse than I that. I mean, Ben threw one that hit the like flag at one point. Yes. The guy holding the thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. and only ten point nine yards per catch. Which, uh, looking at this, that's the lowest of anybody right. on in the top twelve. So, and I would, uh, be and, and that's to not that. surprising, right? That's not surprising that that that's how he made his hay is catching the ball and you know getting. 10 but yards. I, but not catching the ball too. So yeah. I would be willing to bet that Devontae. Uh, sorry, uh, Deontay led the league in drops. Maybe. I would bet that. Yeah, yeah don't 10 have that drops stat. in the last two weeks. Don't have that stat, but maybe. Yeah. yeah. Number 10, number 10, 17.7 points per week. Mike Williams. Whoa, number 10? Number 10. Number man, 10. this freaking guy, man. Yep. How did, oh, why couldn't it just be consistent? I know, and it was boom or bust. Seventy-five percent. Uh, he was on the field seventy-five percent of the time. Only four point eight receptions per week. Seventy-one point six yards. Zero point six. He had point six touchdowns, so over a half a touchdown a week. Eight point one targets per week. A catch rate. Here it is. Catch rate fifty-eight point nine percent. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, but that's you know he's a the D ball guy. guy. He's a yeah he's a down the field guy. Fifteen point one yards per reception. Yeah. For Mike Williams, so uh, yeah, he he left a, a a bad taste in your mouth most weeks, right? He was he killed yeah. it, and then he disappeared, and then he killed it, and then he disappeared, and then he disappeared, and he disappeared. Uh, number eleven, another one, seventeen point six fantasy points per week. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Wow. Eighty-two percent of snaps. He was on the field for eighty-two point percent of the snaps. Four point six receptions. 73.4 yards per catch. Uh, half a touchdown a week. You mean per Six game? <laughs> point per, per, per game, yeah. Okay. I, wanna, yeah I mean, it kind of seems with Lockett like it was 70 yards a catch. It really does. Uh, it yeah. seemed like his only catches were those bombs, you know? <laughs> yeah, the ones you remembered for sure. It was either a bomb or a two-yarder. Yeah, exactly. 6.7 targets, uh, 68.2% catch rate, and he was at 16.1 yards per catch, which makes sense. What makes was his sense. average points per week? Uh, 17.6. Really? Didn't feel like that. Didn't no. feel like that, did it? Was <laughs> that double like, PPR? <laughs> felt, felt more like 7.6 to me. Yeah, but, yeah, same uh, here. Yeah, Mike but Evans hey, you know, rounds out the top ooh, 12. Look at that. Wow. Three, Three Buccaneers in the top 12. They did it again. 17.5 points per week was Mike Evans. He was on the field 83% of the time. Yeah. Uh, 4.6 receptions, 64.7 yards, but 0.9, big surprise here, 0.9 touchdowns per week. So right there with Cooper Cup and right there with uh, somebody else was 0.9 or 0.8 was Chase. But, yeah, Yeah. so he's up there among – the leaders in touchdowns at the receiver position 7.1 yard or sorry 7.1 targets he caught the ball big surprise 64.9 percent of the time so he was just just above Deontay Johnson for uh, the lowest catch rate out of uh, people on this list 14 yards per catch and then we go into the next group right the uh, 13 just the 36, names 13 through 36 uh, guys, yeah. So Stefan Diggs, number thirteen. What a drop off! Yeah, and it it, it felt worse than that. Uh, yes, probably because of where you drafted him. He was probably the second wide receiver taken, right? Yeah, most yep. redraft behind Devonte Adams. Yep. 
Yeah. So yeah, he 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 hurt you. Keenan Allen, number fourteen. Man, also pretty big drop off, but he stayed on the field. He just he just never has huge games, right? No. He just kind of rolls along, six catches <laughs> for sixty five yards. He gets in the end zone every once in a while, but not very often. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't have to, if if he blows up. It's it's mainly on in PPR on, on catches. He might have yep. a game where he has eleven catches, right? But still, exactly. for only seventy two yards, right? Right. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of what you get. T. Higgins was number fifteen. Man, I would love to have T. Higgins going forward. This is a guy that I can say next year, the what the Bucks did this year with their three wide receivers. I can look at next year saying Chase and Higgins and possibly Boyd, maybe someone else, being those guys that make major jumps. Yeah, because defenses are going to focus on Chase. It's going to leave Higgins. He's so big. So he's big he, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, he plays like he's ten feet tall. He seems. <laughs> he like looks he's 10 like feet he's tall. ten feet tall. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. I know he's not. I know he's only like six one, maybe six two, whatever. But yeah, he just has that thing about him, and he gets. Forget. T. Higgins was a first round wide receiver, so first round pick. Yeah. So, you know, let's not sleep on that. (laughs) They got two first-round wide receivers. What's Aaron Rodgers got? Uh, A house in uh, Nashville, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I had to, I had to chuckle at this one. Heard, heard this yesterday. You know, we, we had to listen to Aaron Rodgers complain year after year after year how uh, the Packers would not uh, use draft picks on wide receivers to help him or whatever. Uh, yeah. Apparently, apparently he said yesterday or the day before that uh, if he goes somewhere, he would like to, he would like to take Devontae Adams and MVS with him. <laughs> he loves so, wait a minute wait, wait a minute wait a minute so you complain for years about not having any receivers and you want to take two two of them with you so, well he's how, just was, wanting to bankrupt that franchise i think what was so wrong with these wide receivers that you were always complaining about if you want to take yeah them but you take you. those guys and you add them to uh i don't know a Cortland sutton or a tim patrick hmm. yeah yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Number sixteen, Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, he was solid for wow. you this year, especially especially where you got him uh, in drafts. Yeah. Hunter Renfro was number seventeen again. Absolutely uh, did did not disappoint. Marquise Brown was number eighteen. Uh, had a great first half of the year, and then when the quarterback problems started, uh, he kind of disappeared uh, for the second half of the year because right. he was a top he was a top five guy at one point. Uh, as we were going through our weekly rankings. Marquise and, just, and Renfro are two guys I could see will take a huge jump. They could. They could. Yeah. They could be top yeah. 10 next year. Number 19, Adam Thielen. What do you do with Adam Thielen? Man, asking, oh man. asking for a friend. Yeah, I mean, I would trade him away to someone who has no wide receiver depth, and they can gamble on hopefully uh, he has a decent season for him. Adam Thielen can be part of a championship run or a playoff run. I absolutely believe that. In fantasy football, he can be a guy, if started correctly and in the right situations, obviously some consistent points. But um, he has seen quite a bit of decline, especially with the emergence of Justin Jefferson. So keep in mind, this is not just Thielen sucks or anything. He was injured a bit. And then, of course, you know, Justin Jefferson is the guy now. Yeah. Yeah. He got a lot of touchdowns again. Yeah, he's no joke. That. So, uh, no. So let me let me let me throw a name out here uh, in reference to Adam Thielen and see what you think. Uh, okay. Jordy Nelson. Ooh. Remember how Jordy Nelson Jordy ended Nelson. his career? 
Remember how he ended his career, though? No, I don't. I know that it, it was just... quick. And ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like he was there and then he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I worry yeah. about that with Thielen a little bit. Well, I, I, I mean. He's gonna, I think he's going to be 30, 32. <laughs> I mean, couldn't we say this also about Edelman? I mean, we could yeah. say this about quite a few of these guys and not just based on, like, you know, their body types and their, their play style, but based on that I think when it, when it comes to an end and if you have like financially set yourself up, it can just end. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would be honest to say that Adam, Adam Thielen probably does not need to go to work. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. bet that he has invested yeah. his money. All right. Uh, he probably is wondering like about how he's walking as he gets up this morning to get his coffee. And he's like, yeah, do I need to play next year? I mean, I, I, <laughs> training, I know at, training camp's a pain in the butt. I know. I mean, I know at 28, 29 years old, you start thinking. And then by 30, you're like, yeah, I guess I have like my whole life ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do know, I mean, the juice of the game and the stardom and the, the lifestyle, I get it. That's a huge draw because these guys are rock stars, obviously. That's hard to walk away from just being part of that. Yep. But, uh, you know, your body is breaking down. So, yeah, Thielen, I would trade away. I would I would try to get as much as I could, maybe a couple of picks or something. And I, I, I guarantee you, if you trade for Adam Thielen, that you will be getting a serviceable wide receiver for this next year and maybe, maybe the, next the following year. year. Maybe, right. maybe. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, number 20, Robert Woods. Uh, wow, but that is, sucks. That's per, That's per two game, games. A per game basis, right? Yeah. yeah. Number twenty-one, Jalen Waddle. See, I don't get this one at all. I mean, every week it was like Waddle had six catches on twelve targets, and I, it seemed like he was the only way Miami was able to move the ball. Probably didn't get in the end zone enough. I'm guessing. I have to look it up. It's driving yeah. me nuts. I heard a stat yesterday on Cooper Cup. Just not to go back to him again. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, if you take away all. Do you have a, do you have, no, a man you, crush on Cooper Yeah, Cup? I do, a little bit. Uh, uh, so <laughs> if you take away all touchdowns, how many touchdowns did he? Yeah, he looks like. 12, a, maybe? Tw- no, think? it was more than that. I want to say it was 14, 15. Well, he didn't set the Somewhere record, in that range. So, if you yeah, take okay. away, if you, yeah, so it's maybe 17. It might, it might even be 17. If you take away all of his touchdowns, yeah. take every touchdown away, he still finishes the wide receiver five. Yeah, so that means opportunity. <laughs> that's all that opportunity. That's all that catches. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. amazing. Huge. Uh, number 22, C.D. Lamb. Which is uh, we've, crazy. We've, we've talked at length about the, the disappointment I had for C.D. Lamb this year. Just felt like everyone dropped too many balls. Uh, number 23, Corderell Patterson. That's weird. Yeah, that's a take, weird a, one. Take, a, take a long look at this one because you're never going to see this again. He's 33 years it's old. True. It, it, He's it's a running fun. back. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, 20, so 20, 24 points per game again. A.J. Brown didn't play enough. Oh, my right? gosh. How did A.J. Brown end up down here? Yeah, 24. Well, he's one uh, ahead of number 25, D.K. Metcalf. Okay, like the last three guys, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's C.D. Yeah. Who else? Waddle. CD? last five guys. Waddle, so let's CD, say, yeah. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Wow. Those guys are untradeable. Yeah. I mean, am I losing my mind here? Those guys are dudes that you would never trade for anything in fantasy football, dynasty especially. Yeah, super young, super young, super athletic, super – I mean, you got studs. And they're they're 20, 21, 22, 24, 25. And they crapped you. Yeah. 
week after week. I think I won the championship with DK on my bench, I think. No, 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 no. He had a good week that last week. He had a good week, yeah. But yeah, that was – What, did he have two or, two or three touchdowns or something, right? Yeah. Uh, 20, 26 was Michael Dang. Pittman, who looked great at times. Oh, and man, yeah. At times, right? He was there. These uh, are all guys 20... I would love on my team, all of yeah, these Yeah, number guys. 27, DJ Moore was in the top five Again. early oh, in man. the year, right? Oh, and then man. it just yep. completely fell apart in Carolina. Number 28, D-Hop who on a per-game basis yep. was okay, but just didn't, again, didn't play enough. Number 29, young young talent, Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Like that one. Number 30 was Calvin Ridley. Again, that's a per-game yep. per basis, and, you know, you didn't get anything after a while. Number 31, Amari Cooper. Okay. Please 30, tell me you've got a Detroit wide receiver right here. Number 32, Amon Ross St. Brown. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Now this, was, I have to understand this because in his last six games he was like a wide receiver one. I'll bet, like, bet he was a. I bet he was a top three guy over the last five weeks. So that's crazy. Shouldn't he be higher in the average? He should, but he didn't do anything in the beginning of the year. So, but he did play, and, in those and games, he played so every game. Yeah, that's so he played why. every game. Yeah, which is good. He played yeah. every game, but yeah, it hurt his average. Uh, Can you number, pick two guys right now? Or sorry, do you have thirty-two or how many you have? 36? No, I've got thirty-six. Okay, go yeah. for it. Number 33, Terry, scary Terry McLaurin. Jeez, this list sucks right now. This is yeah, depressing number 30, me. Number 34, doesn't matter anymore. Henry Ruggs is oh, over. Bye. Bye. Uh, yep. And number 35, Elijah Moore for the yep. Jets. And number 36, Corey Davis for the Jets. Ugh, a couple Jets out of here. rounding um, out the end of the 36. So, yeah. Do you, have so, two, do you have two guys that you could say right now that absolutely will jump from those sub 20s to number like top 10 next year two guys that you could see should be there should be there cd lamb has to be right yeah he has to be yep um but their defense is better so that's why yeah, they don't need it, it. cuts into it i, I see jalen waddle continuing to move up this list i don't think he can get that high. aj brown has to get back in the top 10 yeah for sure yeah, absolutely. I mean, in my mind, and I got to go. That's why I was just kind of like, I wanted to talk about this real quick because it is part of this wide receiver episode. But I mean, this is important for us to look at this and to say, okay, what can we project out for next year? We know the talent is there by these guys at 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 yeah. numbers. Like we know the talent's there. Terry McLaurin, we know the talent's there. Yeah. I, I would say that DK Metcalf obviously is the biggest disappointment in all of football this year. I could care less about Cooper Cup. That was great and everything, but that's – it just is what it is. It's, it's yeah. just obvious. Uh, but the DK Metcalf thing is obviously ridiculous because he's so talented, they don't have anything else on that team. No running game at that point most of the season. Uh, Tyler Lockett can't be your big receiver, obviously. He's a good receiver, but he can't be the guy every target. Yeah. Um, and I expect a lot more out of DK. That's been documented. But – on this list, yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown and – I mean, A.J. Brown, who – Julio Jones is your only competition. Yeah. How only. is – They, don't, even, they, don't, they don't have a tight end. They don't throw to the running back. They don't – nothing. <laughs> right? So his one good nothing. game or three good games is just bad on uh, – this yeah. is a passing league, right? Yes. <laughs> is that what they okay. say? So, so I've got a list of duds here uh, that, that are okay. outside the 36. I'll go through them real quick. Uh, Devontae Smith finished 41. Wow. Uh, you just, you know, uh, he's yep. a rookie, right? Yep. And Philadelphia was kind of a mess with the passing game. Uh, Jarvis Landry, number 42. 
That's sad. That one's sad. Chase, Chase, Chase Claypool, number 43. Marvin yep. Jones, number 46. We expected more out of – I mean, yep. it's Marvin Jones, right? Who cares? Yep. But we expected more going into – he was going to be the guy in Jacksonville with the new yep. quarterback and all that. It just didn't work out. OBJ, number 62. No one cares. Uh, Cortland Sutton, <laughs> 64. OBJ, Jerry, okay, Jerry, I will say OBJ will make a big jump. Okay, he will. He will, he will. just through usage alone. Cortland yeah. Sutton, 64. Jerry Judy, 75. Judy will make a big jump as well. Yep. Robbie Anderson, 78. Gee whiz, what a drop-off for him. He was yeah. top five, like, through week five, right? Yep, yeah. No, not this year, no. He was good last year. Never was last was year. Okay. Never was good this year at all. Okay, Never. okay. Yep. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, we thought might have oh, a year. Man. Number 80. Yeah. Number 80. Sad. Uh, 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 the much-documented Allen Robinson at number 85. Yep. That's so bad. How about Nelson Aguilar, who went to the Patriots to uh, on a pretty big contract to be the guy who was number 89? Wow. Wow. Yeah. And number 94, yeah, he, he disappointed us all. Kenny Galladay, 94. Oh, man. Yep. I mean, <laughs> this is how you're – This is a 94. fall from stardom for sure. Wow. So one more right. guy I want to talk about because this guy is on in the front of everybody's mind. Everybody remembers the playoff game, the four touchdowns, the 11 catches, 209 yards, right? You know, you yep. know where Gabe Davis finished this year? Uh, 200. <laughs> Not quite that bad, but number oh, 79. Oh, wow. Number 79. Gabriel so before you, get, before you get yourself too – Crazy gaga over Gabriel Davis. Forty-four percent of snaps. Yeah. Two point two receptions per game. Yeah. Thirty-four point three yards per game. He did almost. He did have almost a half a touchdown. Zero point four touchdowns. He had a catch rate of fifty-five percent. Man, this is weird. I mean, were they (laughs) they were using him as the deep threat, right? Because they felt like I guess when they when they used him. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders had beaten him out for a spot. Cole Beasley was outplaying him. Everybody, all these guys were out snapping him. So, I just you know, the numbers the the long haul numbers here don't lie. No, they don't. Uh, I think that I think the one blow up game in the playoffs lies a little bit. I think I, I think we just have to be careful <laughs> how yeah. how how in we are on Gabe Davis. And hey, maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe they uh, will make a shift, and this will be the new thing in Buffalo. But the numbers here tell me yep. that maybe he's not what we well he's would, got, li- would like he's him twenty three or something. I think he'll work into yeah. it. I really yeah. do. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. I got to okay, run. Okay, let's, let's get out of here. Thursday. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll have time to throw together running backs tomorrow. Maybe we'll just talk about Jim Harbaugh or something tomorrow. Let's do know. it. Let's do it. All right. For the Fantasy Blink, I am the commissioner. He's Clintus Maximus for this Thursday. Uh, have a great day, everyone. We are over and out. See ya.